The following program is produced by Sage Advertising and Marketing. The views and opinions of the host and guests are not necessarily those of this station. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Nevada Real Estate Radio. Peter Padilla here with you today, enjoying conversation with outstanding guests here in the studio, just like I have over the course of the last 12 years, talking about real estate and real estate for investors. A lot of times when we talk about real estate, we're so focused on the home and the construction and the financing, we forget to think about where we actually live and why we want to buy a home in Northern Nevada. Today, we're going to cover that and more on our radio and TV broadcast. We're also going to give you the information on the latest statistics on home sales throughout Northern Nevada. And these statistics come to us from the Reno Sparks Association of Realtors. Now, realtors are a big part of our audience and a big part of our guest lineup. And realtors have to be prepared to move almost at a moment's notice when a, a home becomes available or a home showing becomes available. So realtors have to be ready to go and have to look great all the time. So today we have an expert joining us from Arbonne International. Her name is Amanda Parks and she's going to talk to us today about skin care in the most natural way you can imagine. Also with us today in the show is Debbie Gilmore and Debbie is the president of the Mason Valley Beekeepers Association. And beekeeping is one of the great things that we love to talk about here on Nevada Real Estate Radio because Northern Nevada is perfect for beekeeping and bees. We're gonna talk with those two ladies and more on Nevada Real Estate Radio after this. Sage International Incorporated sparks and fuels the entrepreneurial spirit by providing the strategies, information, education, tools, resources, and ongoing support services which lay a solid foundation under the business owner's dream. Sign up for their free monthly newsletter at sageintl.com. That's sageintl.com. And we're back. Thanks for tuning into our radio show. Peter Padilla here with you today. And we're talking about real estate and real estate for investors in northern Nevada. We're very challenged, of course, finding homes because the median home price has gone up so fast over the course of the past 12 years. I was looking at the chart not too long ago, and it showed that from the bottom of the real estate market, which was pointed out by the Reno Sparks Association of Realtors to be January of 2012, to now, in 2017, summer, wow, doubled, more than doubled the median home prices in northern Nevada. We're going to talk about the challenges that that poses, but also the opportunities that it poses for you as a home buyer, be it to primary residence or investment property. One of the neat things that you can do when you buy a home is you can do whatever you want. And I love to do a lot of things in Northern Nevada that it takes having a home to do. Having a garden is one of those things. Um, You know, painting the house a certain color, bright orange, bright yellow. I mean, if you can get away with it, it's your house, you can go and paint it. The other thing I really like to do is beekeeping. I like to take care of bees. And with us today in the studio, we have an expert in the beekeeping world. Her name is Debbie Gilmore, and she's the president of the Mason Valley Beekeepers Association. Welcome to our show. Thank you, Peter. It's nice to be here today. Thank you. It's nice to have you here, too. I see you're wearing your Mason Valley Beekeepers official attire today. Yes, I am. Usually when I represent the beekeepers, I like to promote them all that I can. And by wearing this t-shirt, people have thousands of questions to ask. Yeah, Yeah, (laughs) people really are fascinated by bees. Bees do a wonderful thing for the environment and they do a wonderful thing for people. And you know, who doesn't love honey? Well, let me tell you that there are people in the world that are very careful about what they eat and what they consume. I find that honey, for me, 
Debbie actually helps me with uh, allergy prevention. Mm -hmm. And so since I've started eating honey, I've really felt a lot better. You know, it's truly enjoying the fruits of your labor when you are, are enjoying honey. Do you love honey that much? I love honey that much, and I was raised on honey. I've had honey my entire life, local honey. Mm. I really love honey a lot. Yeah, yeah, and you know, honey is one of those neat things that it doesn't change much. You know, it is honey is what honey is, and and it and never goes bad. It never goes bad. It's just the most fascinating thing to talk about. Another fascinating thing that I would love to talk about is my own type of beehive, my own networking, the things that I do. And one of the things I do in my networking is I'm, I reach out and I talk with the right people. I'm a member of a networking group called BNI, and one of the members of my BNI networking group is with us today. Her name is Amanda Parks, and she is with Arbonne International. Welcome to our show, Amanda. Hi, Peter. I'm so glad to be here. Yes, thank you for having me as a guest with Debbie. You bet. I'm glad to have you here, too. I'm excited to share more about Arbonne with you guys. Well, tell us. Uh, Arbonne International, many people I'm sure don't know about the company. Tell us. Yeah, there's only about 1% brand awareness. So I love sharing what we are and who we are and what we stand for. Arbonne itself has been around for 37 years. We're a health and wellness company. I have a great detox tea that I'll have to share with you that I love to serve to people with honey in it. And we have over 450 products that are all botanically based. We're vegan certified. We're under European standards. Our philosophy is pure, safe, and beneficial. And basically what I do is I just educate people on what's not in our skin products you can basically make anything you want and go out and sell it so there's not really any laws here that prohibit what people put in our skincare mm -hmm. and a lot of what our our food industry so my passion is really nutrition and helping people find good skincare so they look and you know I know when they're feeling their best and looking their best they can perform their best and so that's really my passion that's where I think yeah. you can offer a lot of, of help and insight and awareness to a bulk of our audience because people in the real estate business you have to be up and ready to go at a moment's notice. Just like I said during the intro, it's a very demanding work that we do in the real estate industry. Yeah. Whether you're a lender, or you're entitled, you're an escrow, maybe you're an inspector, an appraiser, a realtor. I mean, it's go, 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 yeah. and it seems like it's 24-7 a lot. You get opportunities to get more time on your own if you want that, but it's kind of a call it the uh, vortex effect you know once you get in it's kind of hard to get out because yeah. things start moving faster and faster and I think a lot of people they give up uh, quality and natural product selections in favor of convenience yes it's so easy and convenient to get this and that and sugary this and high fructose that I absolutely and agree. you can just keep going and you know before long you get on this vicious cycle yeah um, people sometimes need to need to slow down a little bit and think about yeah. what you're actually using and consuming that's where I come in and I'm really glad that you mentioned that because what I do offer people is not only do I have an amazing healthy living program that I've coached thousands of people all over the country and really I mean, we're in seven different countries so all over the globe but the healthy living program we have the tools and the products that I can really help teach people on that they will perform and feel better when they're not stopping at Starbucks and not only spending six dollars on a latte but not anything that your body really knows what to do with and I have just some simple swap outs and some simple little tips and tricks that help people feel better during the day maybe they're not eating breakfast or maybe they're just eating danishes and you don't feel very good it tastes really good but you don't feel very good going into the rest of your day like that. So I help people with nutrition um, needs like that as well. You know, I find many times, Amanda, that I'm too busy to eat. Mm -hmm. I just I hear that a lot. I just, uh, I've got other things to do. Mm -hmm. And I'm one of those individuals that I don't get like this craving to eat and I must eat or I can't move. I just, I can just keep going. Yeah. 
and next thing you know, I've missed a meal, yeah. maybe a couple. Yeah. And it's, I know that's not healthy, but mm -hmm. what kind of advice do you have for me that I, I can't, can't seem to get that routine going? I think the number one piece of advice that I have for you is really just knowing that you will be able to do your work so much better when you balance those blood sugars and you don't let yourself dip that low from not putting any type of fuel and really looking at food as fuel. Mm -hmm. So when you, even if you're just quickly going to make yourself a meal that I could absolutely help you with something easy just knowing that on the back end it's going to give you just so much more energy to perform for that much longer it's a lot of my nurses and a lot of my doctors that are in surgery all day long in the same thing I don't even have time to go and eat but uh, you know I have some easy buttons for instance we have a vegan protein powder you literally can just mix it with ice and water but what it does is it gives your body 20 grams of vegan protein your body knows what to do with it it's got vitamins and minerals you can throw a handful of nuts you can throw in a handful of berries and you've got a fast food option for you that like I said will sustain you for a really long time versus you know get that crash and burn mm hmm very interesting so your product is relatively new to the US there's not a lot of awareness of it you're involved with our networking organization yes. BNI here in Northern Nevada yes and how's that going for you how's the networking aspect of talking about Arbonne impacting the people that you talk to how, what's the reception like this BNI group has been so welcoming and so great I've thought about BNI for years just wasn't the right timing for me and I was involved in other nonprofits and networking you know so th just coming around I, I was asked to be a guest by my insurance guy Kenny Riley and uh, I said okay I'm gonna go do it I'm gonna go be a guest and I walked in there and everybody was so welcoming and it was it was really nice to just have a whole new group of people that I've never uh, gotten to meet before and I probably wouldn't get to meet if I wouldn't put myself out there so a lot of my business although it is a global business that I run is meeting new people in my local community and to do something like this is it just gets me in front of new people that I otherwise wouldn't get to get in front of. Oh, of course, of course. And uh, we're in the business of building relationships, I think, in, in our society. Yes. In reality, what we do in America, we are, you know, conscious of the capitalist world that we live in. We do need to survive and we do need to grow, but we also need to communicate with other people. And, and it means getting face to face, belly to belly a lot of times. And you can't do that when you live on social media or you walk around all the time looking at your hand. Yeah. And you have to get out in front of people and that's what I love about BNI is yeah. I get to meet people like yourself face to face. I'm sure if we really dug around we probably are already connected on LinkedIn or we probably or are. on uh, Facebook, right? Yeah. Because we're always accepting, oh yeah, who's that guy whatever, that guy didn't offend me and I'll get and you get this massive list. The reality of it is when you get to see people face to face that is connecting yeah. and that's what you do at BNI and if yeah. you're in the real estate business a lender a title an escrow a mortgage whatever you know what I'm talking about the value of networking is number one no matter what kind of business that you're in and if you have a unique product or unique unique service uh, all the more power to you but you've got to let people know so I'm sure that's what we're going to be hearing about more at BNI is yeah. With Arbonne is going to be like you're going to make a presentation at some point I'm sure I am I am and if I can be really real and authentic I had a baby a couple of years ago she's two years old she's actually 28 months now and BNI was such a great place for me to go and network with like I said a, a bunch of brand new people when I hadn't really been out of my house like that much you know my business I can run a lot from home and a lot social media has really helped evolve what this business looks like having a home-based business but um, 
just the opportunity to get out, like you said, and meet new people has been great, especially when you have a baby when you weren't planning on having a baby. <laughs> she was such a surprise and a wonderful surprise at that. So. I can imagine, and congratulations Thank on you. having the young one at home. You're very lucky. I miss those days myself. Yeah. We're going to talk with you more about the products and about how people can use the products. We're also going to have more conversation with Debbie Gilmore, president of the Mason Valley Beekeepers Association, after this. SunTech Solar Screening adds elegance, comfort, and privacy to your home. 352-9396. SunTech Solar Screens block up to 90% of the sun's heat and glare. SunTech Solar Screening proudly features Pfeiffer Screening products. 352-9396. SunTech Solar Screening combined. Attention all residents of Northern Nevada. This is a high heat alert. Temperatures will be in the high 90s and 100s for an extended period of time. Call SunTech Solar Screening to block the sun and heat from your windows. Now back to our commercial. Don't suffer any longer as temperatures soar into the 90s and 100s. 3529396. Senior citizen and military discounts. SunTech solar screens pay for themselves with lower cooling costs all summer long. Make shade while the sun shines. Call SunTech solar screening for a free estimate. 3529396 SunTech solar screening. Buying investment real estate is a big decision. Getting the right mortgage is critical. This is Michelle Holbert, NMLS 184194 and MLB 3723 from Caliber Home Loans. With today's extremely affordable mortgage interest rates, you have the opportunity to step into what could be your best investment purchase of a lifetime. When you find the right property at the right price, you'll need to be pre-approved for your mortgage to lock in your deal with the seller. Caliber Home Loans is ready to talk with you about getting a mortgage to purchase real estate. Visit www.michelleholbert.com or call 775-284-1922. This is Michelle Holbert from Caliber Home Loans. Caliber Home Loans, located at 6530 South McCarran Boulevard, Reno, Nevada, 89509. Equal housing lender. Sage International Incorporated fosters the entrepreneurial spirit by first educating our clients. In fact, we wrote the best-selling book, Incorporate and Get Rich, as recommended by Robert Kiyosaki in his bestseller, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. For over two decades, we have taught thousands of business owners, real estate investors, professionals, and entrepreneurs how to properly structure their business and personal assets to avoid the three flaming arrows of challenge, income taxes, liability exposure, probate, and death taxes. Call Sage International Incorporated at 775-786-5515 to set up a free 30-minute consultation with Sherry Hill if you want to experience peace of mind today. That's 775-786-5515. Call Sage International. And we're back on Nevada Real Estate Radio. Thanks for tuning in to our show today. Hope you're having a nice, cool day in your home, even though it's hot, hot, hot outside. If you're not having a cool day at home, that's very likely happening because the sun is coming right through the windows and heating up your home. You know, that that glass in your windows, it collects heat and it radiates heat. It's like a heater in its own way in the summertime, adding more heat to the inside of your home and allowing the sun to come in and do damage to your furniture, your carpeting, who knows what else, right? It makes for a very uncomfortable room. I had the same problem until I called SunTech Solar Screening of Reno. 
What a difference it made when I put up those solar screens at my home. Instantly, it was cooler by at least 10 degrees in the home, and I could actually stand at the window, look outside, and enjoy the view without having that sun bake me like a crisp potato. It was really bad. Now, very comfortable. If you have heat problems in your rooms because of direct sun, call SunTech Solar Screens of Reno, and you can get all of their contact information by visiting their website, solarscreensofreno.com. Tell them Peter sent you. Many people are looking to buy homes not only in Reno Sparks, but in maybe some more rural areas. Fernley and Fallon are getting very popular. Up in Cold Springs, people are looking to get away from the hustle and bustle of the city, not only for maybe a little bit more privacy, but for the opportunity to do things like maybe become a beekeeper. We have a beekeeper expert with us in the studio today. Debbie Gilmore is with us, and she is the president of the Mason Valley Beekeepers Association. I'm glad you're here with us today, Debbie. Also with us today in the studio, we have one of my BNI sisters from my networking group. She's from Arbonne International, and her name is Amanda Parks. Hope you're enjoying being here too today, Amanda. This is so fun. So Thank you, you Peter. You're very welcome. What do you think about our conversation about bees? Did you ever think that was going to be part of our radio show for today? No, but I'm really impressed on how you tied this all together so oh, yes. eloquently for us. Well, you know, I know all of your products come from plants, yes. right? Because you're really vegan certified. Yes. So that means you don't use any animal products and it makes it seem like animals are not involved in any of your products. But the reality, I know, and Debbie knows, animals are very much involved in the Arbonne products. Debbie, why don't you tell us why? Well, because it takes bees. There's a lot of pollinators, but bees are one of the main pollinators all over the world. And without the pollination, you don't get the propagation of the plants. They don't produce the seeds. They don't produce um, new plants. So. You know, bees are very vital to the ongoing of like your business, Amanda. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And, and then there's that extra benefit, the honey. I mean, honey is such a natural sweetener. It's, I can't think of a more natural sweetener than honey from a honeybee. No, that's true. And honey is, is a different sugar compound than like your cane sugar or your beet sugars, but honey contains fructose and glucose. Mm -hmm. So it's it's a quick energy. It provides a different energy for you know than your regular white sugars. Yeah, it's kind of funny when you think about honey because you see it in the grocery stores and it comes from all over the world. But we know the the most beneficial honey for us as individuals is honey that's local, ideally from your own backyard because you are getting exposed to plants and pollen, all sorts of um, natural things that are in the environment to get you used to the environment and that's why people don't suffer so much from allergies when they eat local honey. But honey is one of those things too that you never see on a jar new and improved. <laughs> I mean honey is just honey, right? There, there aren't different levels or different types. It hasn't evolved and it hasn't been changed like so many products and sweeteners in the world. I mean high fructose corn syrup, I mean that's not a natural natural kind of sweetener. That's honey sweet. is. It is. It is. It hasn't changed in how many years? It's been the same formula? Thousands of years. <laughs> yeah. Thousands of years. And they yeah. have found it in the Egyptian tombs and it's still good. Uh, pure raw honey will crystallize and people need to be educated about that because they think if the honey crystallizes 
it is no longer any good when in fact you can just reliquify it and it's the same as it was before it crystallized. Adulterated honey will not crystallize and honey that has been heated to a certain temperature will not crystallize. So that's why your local honeys are good because you, you know the source, you know the beekeepers. It's just better honey than what you might purchase. Sometimes I see honey in the grocery stores that it'll say it comes from a company, let's say in California. And I'll look at the back, because I study honey now, and I see that it's a combination of honeys from Vietnam, from China, Indonesia. I mean, it's there's a packaging company in California, but the honey is coming in from all over the world. I mean, can that honey have nearly the same benefits to you as buying honey from a local producer? Well, it's like honey from China has been banned from the United States. They don't have the same regulations on treating for different diseases and stuff. So China uses like some antibiotics for different diseases of honeybees that are not allowed in the United States. So if that honey comes into the United States and has that antibiotic in it, it's potentially lethal to people. And it has actually killed people in Texas. So, you know, you really want to watch out where your your origin of your honey is mm-hmm. and what's possibly in it. If it's adulterated, has it had high fructose corn syrup added to it? Mm-hmm. Has it had coloring to it? That's what you get when you get to these big packaging facilities. Right. You don't really know where it comes from. Exactly. And, and that is, I think that's one of the most critical. and and beneficial aspects of honey is that you can get it locally. So uh, when we talk about local honey, we're not talking about a local honey factory or a local honey honey importer. We're talking about people that actually have bees in their yard. So for the benefit of new homeowners, current homeowners, wannabe homeowners, how much space does it take to get started when when you want to become a beekeeper, a backyard beekeeper? Well, first you have to look at your city or your county ordinances because all of those are different all through Nevada. Most of them allow bees in your backyard. But as far as the bees themselves, uh, they do really well in urban areas. You can put them in your backyard. If you're worried about neighbors, you put them next to a six-foot fence um, where they come out. They go up six feet and then fly. So it's over the top of most people's head. Um, So they don't tend to bother neighbors and stuff, Um, but it only takes a small area. And in urban areas, there's usually, you know, some flowers, a lot of flowers. People have gardens and stuff. So urban areas are really good places for bees. I became a beekeeper because I kind of like the social structure of bees when I studied bees and how they live. They they have very little uh, conflicts amongst themselves. You don't see protesters. Uh, you don't see bees marching, refusing to work. Uh, I don't see many HR problems when it comes to bees. Although you do see a lot of dead bees because bees don't live a long time. So what is the average length of a, of a bee in a hive? There's, there's a queen bee, there's drones, which are the male bees, and then there are the worker bees in a, in a beehive. And the worker bees are the ones that do the majority of the work. They, they take care of the queen, they clean the hive, they forage for water, they forage for nectar, which eventually turns into the honey. Um, they are the workhorse, they are the workforce behind a beehive. And in the summertime, they literally work themselves to death and they will live anywhere from like three to four weeks in the, in the summertime. Mm-hmm. And then starting in October, September, October, they start building up the bees that will survive until probably next February or March. 
So those bees can live four months yes. or so. Mm -hmm. So the average is three to four weeks, except for that one, the last bees of the year, basically. Mm -hmm. And they live about three to four months to carry yeah. the hive colony around the year. Mm -hmm. And they're living in the hive and working and doing their thing. And then in the springtime, they start to have more babies, right? That is correct. And then as those babies come together, that group of bees that lived around the winter, they'll, what, they'll die off after a certain amount they of time? They will, they will. Mm -hmm. And one thing, the drones are the male bees. Thank you. <laughs> well, you won't like this part, Peter. They are all kicked out of the hive in the fall. Yeah. And then the queen starts laying more of the drone eggs in the spring mm -hmm. to, to produce more drones. Their, their sole purpose is to mate with the queen. So they don't need them in the, in the winter time. So they kick them out so that they don't consume all of the resources that they have stored. Mm -hmm. And then the queen will start laying the eggs in the spring, which become the drones. Interesting, wow. interesting. So the queen has full control of the drones. Uh, yes. I mean, as far as she tells, she, yeah. they do what she wants. She throws them out when she wants. And when she wants more, she makes more. <laughs> yes, that isn't is. It funny how Absolutely. The, isn't it funny how the bee world oh. mimics real life? <laughs> I was thinking that same thing. <laughs> <laughs> Honey is not the only thing that people think about when they think about becoming beekeepers. If you've done any studying, what other things can you do with bees besides harvest honey? Well, not only are they good for pollinating gardens and your flowers and stuff around your landscaping, but it's not only a food, but it's very medicinal. Mm. You know, it's antibacterial, antifungal, antiviral. So you can put it on a cut or a wound and Absolutely. it's going to heal? It's good for burns. You know, and, and there's not a lot of scientific studies behind all of that, but there's more and more that's coming out. Mm. And um, there are books written about the medicinal use of honey. Yeah. But also there's other hive products. One of those is royal jelly. I think um, people have heard about royal jelly. It's like anti-aging, and that is produced from a gland in the young worker bees. Then there's also um, pollen that the bees collect. It's um, very high protein. People use that. Some of them use that to help build up their immunities to certain allergies. Um, I've seen people sprinkling that bee pollen like on, you know, a smoothie or a... It's a very high protein. Granola bowl or, mm -hmm. you know, something. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've heard of that. Yes. Interesting. But you also want to know um, how that has been collected, how it's been stored. Uh, you need to collect it on a daily basis. You need to either freeze it or um, dehydrate it. So there's a lot of things around that as well. There's also propolis. Propolis is a resin that the bees collect from, um, from trees mostly. Our sources here are mostly cottonwood, poplar trees, rabbit brush, believe it or not. But what they do is they collect that, they bring it back to the beehive, and they sterilize the entire inside of the beehive with it. Mm. It's antimicrobial as well. And you can collect that. You can also use that for medicinal purposes as well. Very interesting, all the things that you can do with bees. There are products, too, that you can make from beehives. And then the beehive industry is fascinating to me. We'll be back with more on Nevada Real Estate Radio after this. 
SunTech Solar Screening adds elegance, comfort, and privacy to your home. 3529396. SunTech Solar Screens block up to 90% of the sun's heat and glare. SunTech Solar Screening proudly features Pfeiffer Screening products. 3529396. SunTech Solar Screening combines expert craftsmanship, attention to detail, and state-of-the-art materials to deliver a precision fit of heat repellent technology. SunTech Solar Screening adds comfort and style to your home all summer long. Call for a free estimate and you'll feel the difference immediately just by holding up the SunTech solar screen. Don't suffer any longer as temperatures soar into the 90s and 100s. 3529396. Senior citizen and military discounts. SunTech solar screens pay for themselves with lower cooling costs all summer long. Make shade while the sun shines. Call SunTech solar screening for a free estimate. 3529396. SunTech solar screening. And we're back on Nevada Real Estate Radio. Good day to tune into our radio show. Many of our listeners and viewers want to know, what does it take to get started to purchase a home? How much money do you need? A lot of questions for us. Well, we always encourage people to first get their credit report checked by a licensed mortgage professional, somebody that we know, like, and trust as a licensed mortgage professional is Michelle Hulbert from Caliber Home Loans. She's fantastic, and she's also one of my BNI sisters, great networker, great networker in the sense that she's always talking about real estate, always helping people get financing. Whether you're a primary residence buyer or investor, you've got to get a hold of Michelle Holbert at Caliber Home Loans. We've got all of her contact information on our website, nevadarealestateradio.com. Visit there and you'll see how to get a hold of her. You'll also have a chance to listen to any past programs that we might have uh, broadcast on our radio show, or if you missed any part of this show, the entire recording is there. So visit NevadaRealEstateRadio.com. In the studio today, I have two lovely ladies. Debbie Gilmore is with us, and she's the president of the Mason Valley Beekeepers Association. Also, Amanda Parks from Arbonne International. Amanda, hope you're enjoying the t discussion about I bees. I love learning the so natural much from things, you, and you know? Yes, yeah. But it's great. tell us more about Arbonne and how maybe there are some similarities in what we've talked about you know we're talking about all natural when we're talking about honey and working with honeybees your products are all natural in a certain way as well you're concerned about the same things that many of beekeepers are concerned about it's amazing the similarities when debbie was talking just a few minutes ago uh, mentioning some of the ingredients that you have to watch out for that can be added to the honey and coming from different countries that are banned here in the u.s it's uh, we've not really had any, you know, legislature passed since 1938 about what we can put in our skincare products. And uh, I'm very passionate about educating people that what you put on your skin uh, absorbs into your bloodstream. So a lot of that's affecting uh, our overall health in this country, I believe. The same thing with our food industry. You've got to be really an advocate for what you're putting in your body and really trusting that food is fuel and it's, it's going to help you overall just perform a lot better when you're optimally feeling your body the right way your body knows how to do with but speaking of countries and banning ingredients and stuff there was there's almost 1400 ingredients that have been banned in the European countries and Arbonne is was originally formulated in Switzerland and it's all under European standards which are 
much, much higher than American standards. There's been a total of like 13 or 14 ingredients that have been completely banned here, which leaves a huge open door for ingredients and people to, you know, there's, no, like I said at the beginning of the show, there's not really any regulations on that right now, which is just mind boggling to me that um, you have to really do your own research and education on what's in your products and what you're putting on your skin and what you're eating and consuming. Well, let me make sure I understand this right. I thought that um, makeup, pro any products that you put in your body, on your body, had to be approved by the FDA. And so I've always just presumed whether it's for my uh, fiance, for my daughters, if I'm buying them makeup or whatever, wherever I buy it, it has been tested that it's safe on on humans. Is that not, you say it hasn't changed, the standards no, haven't changed since the 30s? that's absolutely not true. And you really have to be an advocate for your own education and knowing that there's a lot of harmful chemical additives and preservatives and ingredients that go into, it might cost you less, but in the long run, what is it going to cost you uh, based on those ingredients that are absorbing into your, your skin being your largest organ and your biggest detoxifying organ? You really wanna put uh, like Arbon products are pure, safe, and beneficial, meaning that they're safe to put on your skin and they're going to be some sort of beneficial, whether it's anti-aging or it's on a nutrition level or you're putting it on your baby, you can trust that there's not any harmful ingredients in it. So uh, cosmetic industry has grown dramatically, I'm sure, over the course of the last 20, 30 years. It seems like it, the demand is still high for cosmetics. The, the economy, oh gosh, does the economy yeah. make it go up and down? Or once people are using cosmetics, they stay with them? I don't know anybody that, want, that would say they want to be 10 pounds heavier and look worse next year. Yeah. Everybody wants to look and feel better, and it doesn't matter if they have no money or a lot of money. If they like the way that a product makes them feel, they're going to continue to buy it. And health and wellness is a trillion-dollar industry. In the cosmetic industry, there's really three industries that will never, ever, ever, no matter how bad of a recession we have. It's alcohol, tobacco, and cosmetics. People want to they want to smoke their cigarettes, they want to have a glass of wine, or they want to look good. You know, I mean, that's just the fact of the matter that the cosmetic industry was not phased by, you know, when the market is, is tanked here, like some of us have seen. So my advice is just, you know, look, look at your labels and look at the ingredients of what you're putting on your skin, what you're putting on your family's skin. And, you, you know, you want things that don't have any parabens. A paraben is uh, a preservative that keeps products on the shelf for five to 10 to 15 to 20 years. So basically when you're going in and you're buying stuff, make sure that it doesn't have any parabens in it. It doesn't have to. There's plant-based preservatives that can keep a product safe for a year. You don't need to have those, you know, the, the parabens in there. We don't have any mineral oil. Mineral oil is be a byproduct of petroleum. It's a crude oil like what you would put in your car. So mm. mineral oil is too large of a molecule to even absorb through your skin. And people think that like Vaseline and Aquaphor and um, Cetaphil and all these different things that they feel good going on. It's just slathering yourself in saran wrap. Your skin can't breathe. You know, a lot of my breast cancer survivors, it's one of my passions. I did nonprofit work for a breast cancer organization for three years. There's a lot of parabens found in the breast tumors, about 98% of them. There's things that I feel people should know about when they're trying to heal their body like that. Even the doctors, and I love doctors, I'm not saying that at all, but the doctors, you know, just put some Vaseline on it. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that's so, it'd be better to put some honey on it. Yes. You know, because like she said, it's anti fungal, it's antibacterial, it's antiviral, it's so healing. So it's just a passion of mine to share with people what you shouldn't put on your skin. So it's much more than a beauty function. It is actually a health function when you're really taking care of your skin and Absolutely. making sure that you don't put 
things on it that you shouldn't. Yeah, it I can mean, contribute worse to your health. I mean, wouldn't we be better off to put on no makeup than many of the products that are being sold out there right now? Yeah. I mean, all natural is we better. Would. So if you want to enhance the way that you look, I would think you'd want to put something that's safe and natural on you. Yes. I'm thinking about covering my face in honey. And you know what? It would be so beneficial to do that. <laughs> I'm sure you do a honey mask in, at your house. And how fun would that be? Yeah, it's it would just be. such a great, I know that honey is so wonderful for your skin. It's fascinating to talk to you, and I encourage all of our listeners and viewers to consider a conversation with Amanda Parks from Arbonne International to learn more about her products. She's a beautiful woman for a good reason. She's using the right products. And uh, regardless of how you think you look or how you think you feel, you're probably going to feel better if you go all natural in your products wherever possible. And that especially is true for ladies in your makeup. All natural is always going to be better. I like either no makeup or the right makeup. In case anybody wants to talk to you, what's the best contact way? You can always text me or call me 775-846-6908 is my cell. Uh, Amanda.a.parks at gmail.com is my email. I'm also on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. Uh, you can find me pretty easy. My website is amandaparks.arbon.com. Very good. We'll put all of your contact information on our website. Make it easy for people to find you. Thank you so much. It's been such a pleasure. And for us, too. And also, Debbie Gilmore is with us, Mason Valley Beekeepers Association. Debbie, I've got your website up here right now. It's very cool. talks about a lot of things that we've done that um, you're going to do. Talk to us about how people get bees. I was one of the lucky persons that was able to launch my beehives this year. Uh, let our listeners know and our viewers know what getting started with beekeeping looks like and we'll be looking at your website while we're talking. First of all, when you go to the website, it gives a, a brief description of our beekeepers um, organization and we have beekeepers that come from all over northern Nevada. We have a calendar of events, so we have our business meetings or our educational meetings once a month from March to October. And as far as getting bees on there on the calendar, we talked about packages of bees, and that is one way to get your bees in the springtime. Now, if you go to the website, it's masonvalleybeekeepers.org. And of course, we'll have that on our website too, but masonvalleybeekeepers.org, and you'll see what it's all about. Uh, the packages and the queens, I, that's what I got when we started this year, the packages. Let our listeners know how those work. Right. We picked up about 100 packages this year to bring back to northern Nevada. And like you were one of the ones that picked up their bees, but a package of bees contains about 10,000 bees and one queen bee and a cage by herself. And so then the beekeepers take that home and hopefully they have all of their hive equipment all set up. Mm -hmm. And there's different ways to install those bees into a hive. Yeah. And then you install that package of bees into your hive. You also have to feed them because it takes a lot of nectar or sugar syrup because the bees produce that honeycomb, that beeswax, and they need a lot of nutrition to be able to do that. So a beekeeper, once they install that package, they have to feed them because in April around northern Nevada, there are no nectar sources. So you have to supplement their feed, plus there are no pollen sources, so you have to supplement them with the pollen source as well. And so that is just one way to get bees started in the spring. Yeah, I enjoyed the whole process because uh, it being the first year, it's kind of like having a baby. You've got nine months notice. So you get the nursery ready, right? You're getting right. clothes, you get all the stuff ready. Amanda, you know this, right? You've got yeah. kids. 
So you're getting all set up, and that big day, the day I got the packages, was like I had twins. And so I took those two packages home. I had my beehives all set up, and the little, all the games and toys for the kids, you know, and everything. And I put the babies, the new bees, into each of the two hives. And since then, I've been watching them grow and prosper. It's really amazing how fast a beehive population will grow, Debbie, after you install them, and then all the things that you can get from those bees as well all the enjoyment and the products as well it's not just honey it's a whole lot more i want to talk about some of the other things you can make and you can take advantage of if you're a beekeeper we have to take a quick break so hang on we'll be back with more on nevada real estate radio after this SunTech Solar Screening adds elegance, comfort, and privacy to your home. 352-9396. SunTech Solar Screens block up to 90% of the sun's heat and glare. SunTech Solar Screening proudly features Pfeiffer Screening products. 352-9396. SunTech Solar Screening combined. Attention all residents of Northern Nevada. This is a high heat alert. Temperatures will be in the high 90s and 100s for an extended period of time. Call SunTech Solar Screening to block the sun and heat from your windows. Now back to our commercial. Don't suffer any longer as temperatures soar into the 90s and 100s. 3529396. Senior citizen and military discounts. SunTech solar screens pay for themselves with lower cooling costs all summer long. Make shade while the sun shines. Call SunTech solar screening for a free estimate. 3529396 SunTech solar screening. So, you're thinking about buying investment real estate. Getting the right mortgage is a critical part of your decision. This is Lou Carr, branch manager of Summit Funding in Sparks, Nevada. With today's extremely affordable mortgage interest rates, you have the opportunity to step into what could be the best investment purchase you'll ever make. How do you go about it? First, get pre-approved with a mortgage lender like Summit Funding. Then, find the right property at the right price. Summit Funding is ready to talk with you about getting a mortgage to purchase real estate. Visit summitfunding.net slash L-C-A-R-R or call 775-626-0775 for personal service. This is Lou Carr from Summit Funding, NMLS number 258750. Our branch NMLS number is 1042857. Summit Funding's NMLS number is 3199. Thank you. Summit Funding is an equal housing lender. And we're on Nevada Real Estate Radio. I'm glad you're with us today. Peter Padilla here with you. One of the fun things that we're talking about today in northern Nevada is about becoming a beekeeper or knowing the benefits of what honeybees do for the community. But I just want to go over briefly some of the numbers from the Reno Sparks Association of Realtors. Well, here we are in summer of 2017, and we finally did it. We are back up to the highs of 2004 and five. The median home price in Reno, Nevada, is now $350,355. That's back when we were at the top of the market before we went into the mortgage meltdown. And a lot of people are worried about that and they're thinking, well, if we're at the top again, we're doomed for another fall, right? Well, I don't see it. And many of the analysts that I talk to don't see it either. And here's the reason. As much as we had a housing crisis and a mortgage meltdown in the late 2005, six, seven, eight, nine era, It was really a mortgage crisis because the problem was that it was so easy to get a mortgage up until that time 
that anybody could get a mortgage to buy a home, even if they theoretically couldn't even afford to pay for the home. People were buying homes so fast and selling them so fast at a profit, they thought they could just continue on that cycle almost indefinitely. They were flipping these homes, and the people that were doing these, this flipping, they were just the average Joes that just figured out it was a way to make money. They didn't realize that there was a bubble taking place, and that's exactly what caused the mortgage meltdown. Well, since then, the banking industry no longer allows the fluid system of being able to buy a home without showing that you can actually pay that mortgage long-term and you have all the income and the assets that you need to do that. So I feel like many analysts do that this is a solid market and it's just showing the strength of housing across the country and around the world. In fact, owning a home is a great thing. It gives you great options, gives you great uh, opportunities to grow your wealth and to secure for your family a better future. If you have questions for us about the real estate industry, you can send an email to me anytime. Peter at NevadaRealEstateRadio.com. Right now, I want to continue my conversation with Debbie Gilmore, one of my favorite people in the world because she is uh, one of my favorite people to my honeybees. I have two beehives where I live. I enjoy being a beekeeper. I'm in my first year, and a big part of the reason that I'm a beekeeper is because of Debbie Gilmore. I've been going to the Mason Valley Beekeepers Association meetings for the last couple of years, and Debbie, I gotta tell you, it's one of the most fun things I do is go out to the meetings and uh, listen to your speakers, see the great presentations. Hobby beekeeping is big right now, and um, beekeeping is fun. It's a fun project. That it really most, is. You know, what, what we enjoy about beekeeping is that we can do it as a couple, as a family. We have grandchildren that help us. So it's a, it's a good hobby for families. Debbie and I were recently at a bee-related event. It was the Lavender and Honey Festival in Sparks, Nevada. Let our listeners and viewers know about that, Debbie. Well, it was uh, the end of June. It was June 25th, I believe, and it was the first annual because I know that they are already planning for next year, a Lavender and Honey Festival that was held at Victorian Square in Sparks. And we were there as uh, a need to provide better food for our bees. We also started a lavender patch. So right now uh, we just installed another or planted another 200 lavender plants. So we have almost 500 lavender plants in our backyard. And our bees are just thriving on those lavender plants. It's pretty wonderful to see. So You know, one of the reasons that I got interested in beekeeping, besides all the great people that I met, was... Uh, my fiance, uh, her home is incredible in the sense that the yard has lots and lots of lavender. What is it about the lavender that attracts the bees, Debbie? What do they like about it? Lavender, is, it's not only drought tolerant, it takes very little water, but it also um, has a lot of nectar into it. So the bees are collecting the nectar and the pollen from the lavender. Sherry, my fiance and I really love the lavender and bees like the sunflowers too, Yes. In the fall, it's uh, or you know late summer or in, into the fall, um, sunflowers are a great source for honeybees. Yeah, they need their food and proteins and all the things that they get from nature, just like humans, uh, to do the wonderful things that they do. I'm showing here a couple of photos of the beehives that I have. Oh, very and good. And so I installed in each one of these. We have one of them, the lighter colored one toward the front. This is a an eight frame setup. Mm -hmm. So each of the boxes is a little bit smaller than the one on the back here. This is a 10 frame Langstroth hive. And it just gives us a little bit of variety. I wanted to try different sizes, different shapes. Um, it's kind of the fun thing of getting started is that I have, I don't have to use my old stuff. I had no old stuff. <laughs> and actually a good friend of mine, his name is 
is uh, Dan Ryder. He gave me my 10 frame setup here. It was a really nice gift from a fellow beekeeper and I really appreciate him helping me get started. And that's one of the neat things about being a beekeeper, Debbie, is that you get help from other people. Oh. Other people are involved and it's a great way to network and meet people. I think beekeepers love to share their knowledge that they have learned about beekeeping. So new people coming into the beekeeping hobby, you know, there's a lot of people that will share their information, but there's there's a lot of information out there on beekeeping. You know, one fascinating thing I find about the beekeeping people that I meet is that no one will claim or admit that they're an expert. No. Everybody no. says, well, I'm not an expert, but this is the way I do it because beekeeping is one of those things that you can truly do almost in any way, shape, or form. Uh, everybody's got a different way. There are some general principles but some people like to tweak one part of the beehive. Other people try to tweak the other part of the beehive. Some beekeepers love raising queens. Other beekeepers like to do it just for the wax. Uh, we had a great presentation at the last uh, convention mm -hmm. at the Mason Valley Beekeepers Association. You had a gentleman in from the University of Maryland. Maryland. And then yes. you had another a local beekeeper who is from Africa and he had pictures yes. of his bees. I was fascinated by both of those gentlemen because they're not local, so they talk about beekeeping in a whole different way. The guy from Africa, he was showing pictures of a beehive in a log, right? In a hollowed out log. Right. It's in just Kenya. In Kenya. That's where mm -hmm. I was from. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it is so funny to see how different it is. And I remember when he went up there, he says, well, I'm not an expert, but... <laughs> <laughs> yes, and so he started beekeeping here um, just north of Reno. Just, I think, last year was his first year of actually having bees here. Mm -hmm. And so the comparison of having bees in northern Nevada compared to Kenya, you know, it's been an interesting experience for him as well. Yeah, bees uh, pretty much look the same and operate the same all across around the world, but they are different. Bees come in races. That's and right. so I picked up I, the bees that I started are two races. Uh, one was the Italians. Mm -hmm. And I love the Italian bees. And then the other bees are carniolans. Carniolans. And the carniolans, I look at them as more of your Anglo-Saxon bee of Europe because they all basically come from Europe, don't they? And there are the other races. I know there are Russian bees. There are Russian bees. There are buckfast bees. There's many different varieties. And they all have different characteristics, but they all mm -hmm. essentially do the same thing. They work themselves to death. That's I love the correct. bee because the bee is the employer's perfect employee. Uh, they don't protest. They don't call in sick. They're, they're not late. They're always on time. And they don't deviate. They do their job and their jobs change periodically. Uh, they've got a system going. And I just love the way that the bees operate. That lavender really attracts them, the color of the, of the plants. They the like purples. purple. Yeah. They prefer purples. They like purples, so that's one of the reasons. And, and then I see them, they actually appear to be eating the lavender, but they're not, are they? They're no, they have a proboscis, which is like a, a little tongue. And what they're doing is inserting it into the little flowers and getting the, the nectar out of those little flowers. Mm -hmm. And they're tiny, those little flowers. They are. And you would think that they can't be um, uh, harvested, but the bees find a way. They they're just do. fascinating creatures. They are. <laughs> if somebody wants to get started with beekeeping or get more information from the Mason Valley Beekeepers Association, what is the best way again, Debbie? Go to the website. There's information there on how to contact us, and they can just send me an email. Uh, we have a one-day workshop in January every year for beginning that's just focused on beginning beekeepers. Mm -hmm. You brought some products that can be made from 
beekeeping and so why don't you show us what we have here we have some candles first of all sure these are just pure beeswax beeswax candles they burn longer mm -hmm. um, they don't smoke and they don't drip interesting um, so beeswax yeah. candles are are very good this is something I'm thinking about doing about how I, I, I don't I think I have about as much wax collected to do that much of my candles <laughs> but yeah I could just melt the wax and then you put a wick just, in it and it's yes. that easy huh well these were made out of forms but you can also hand dip mm -hmm. hand dip candles very nice what else do we have this is actually a beard balm that we come up with that has a lot of beeswax in a it beard has some other oh, so maybe if I grow a beard mm -hmm. uh, this would get it all soft and and uh, supple I would imagine. That's right. Very nice. Beard balm. Okay. This is a wood conditioner. This one happens to have mineral oil in it. I know that Amanda probably wouldn't appreciate that, but it's like used on butcher blocks. Okay. And you can put vegetable oil in with the beeswax for the same conditioner, but mm -hmm. vegetable oil has a has an expiration date on it, so it eventually would go rancid where ah. the mineral oil will not. So this is what's good to put on your on cutting boards. Blocks, yes. Very good yes. idea. And you could use, I mean, theoretically, you could just use raw beeswax. Yes. But that you has could. a little bit of mineral oil to kind but of give it all the But it will help go into the, the wood. Got it. Um, this is just plain uh, beeswax bar. People can use it for sewing, um, thread. People use it for um, underneath their snow skis. People use it for archery wax. There's many, many uses for just plain old beeswax. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you've got some books here that give some of our uh, listeners, viewers, an idea of what maybe they should be looking at for reference material or study material if they're thinking about getting into the Sure, beekeeping. here if you're interested in like honey as a, for medicinal purposes, these books are all good. The New Honey Revolution, mm -hmm. it's not just for eating. Uh, the Healing Powers of Honey. I like that. You know, there's going to be a lot of honey around my house. So I've got to know what to do with it. But I'm already excited because there's so many ways. The Gourmet Medicine. Great call. This book is on mead making. Oh, my A gosh. lot of people don't know what mead is. Mead, mead is a honey wine. It's a wine that's made with honey. If you're interested in beginning beekeeping, this is the book that I recommend, the Beekeeper's Handbook. And this is the book that I, it's like the Bible around my house. Yes. So when we want to know more about the bees or just kind of get caught up, and it's funny, even after you read this book one time, once you become a beekeeper, you start going back and back to it. And you kind of discover different things and look at things in a different way. Mm -hmm. Getting a little bit of experience while you're reading the book is very helpful because it, it, is it actually gives you kind of a step-by-step -step process and a lot of options in how you can become and be a great beekeeper. Do something great for yourself, your family, and for the environment. Debbie, I'm really That's glad true. you came to visit with us Thank today. Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure, Peter. And I want our listeners to know that I, at the Lavender Festival, I bought some of your honey. It's from Hall's oh, Honey. Yes. So let our listeners know about Hall's Honey. Hall's Honey, that is my maiden name. Um, my great-grandfather was Fletcher Hall, and he moved into the Arrington area in 1918, and mm -hmm. he was a beekeeper. And my family sold the business in the mid-70s for many reasons. You know, um, agricultural practices had changed. Pesticides were really on and, you know, on the market. And it was really difficult to make um, a living producing honey. And so they chose to sell the business. And about 10 years ago, my husband and I decided to resurrect that business. And um, so, yeah, so now we have 70 colonies of bees. and produce about three to 4,000 pounds of honey and just supply local areas with it. And it's a great pleasure. And it is wonderful honey. And it's really a standard for my honey. I'm gonna compare my honey to your honey. <laughs> 
because I know that is that is one of the peak honeys. All that I've honey ever is had. different, and everybody has different tastes. It's exactly so. right, and that's what's so yeah. nice about it. It's got a unique uh, feel because you know where it came from. Mm -hmm. Local honey is the best. Mm -hmm. Thanks for being with it us. Is. Hope you come back and see us. Thank soon. you. I would love to. Thanks, I'd like Peter. to thank our listeners for tuning in as well. Nevada Real Estate Radio. My name is Peter Padilla. Tell your friends and family too. We're on the air again next week, same time, same station, helping people make great decisions when it comes to buying or selling real estate and becoming a beekeeper. Bye, everybody. Goodbye. Bye. You've been listening to Nevada Real Estate Radio with Peter Padilla. We value your listenership and appreciate your feedback. Want to talk with Peter? Send an email to peter at nevadarealestateradio.com. Sage International Incorporated sparks and fuels the entrepreneurial spirit by providing the strategies, information, education, tools, resources, and ongoing support services which lay a solid foundation under the business owner's dream. Sign up for their free monthly newsletter at sageintl.com. That's sageintl.com.